I believe in. Shadows. Chelsea Empire was good. The, the, it was it was pretty cool because it was a full blown as if there was a movie, you know, because there was games, there was books. Oh, there comic was books. so much stuff for it. There were toys. That was big. Know. Yeah, I remember uh, not directly like being there for it, but I do remember seeing all the stuff uh, for it, like just all the uh, figures that came out. I was trying to remember if that was the line where everyone was weirdly buff, but no, yes. that's that. It's, that it's was it. Some no, of I think it, yeah. that was Power of the Force. Power of the Force stuff. That was the one where everyone was weirdly buff. Shadows the Empire. Everyone. Shadows the Empire were kind of a mix, but they slimmed them down. But yeah, you, you can find some of them that look really bad. Yeah, but I mean, usually, I mean, whenever they let characters like fucking Prune Face get uh mm-hmm. get action figures, you know, I mean. Anything can happen because, as we all know, when the face is a prune, action goes boom. <laughs> what else can you say? Welcome, everybody, to the Lobby Boys. Yes. Hello. We are here for a duo episode. We're here for a duo episode. Zach is busy somewhere in the hotel right now and yes. sadly was not able to. I have an to. idea what he's up to. I don't. Think the detective got him? Probably not. No, he may have, but who knows? Keeps telling me he's going to talk to me. Mm. Short guy. Have you seen him? No, I haven't seen him. He's, he's like this short guy who, um, he's got like, like a, a trench coat. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 and he, I don't know. He, he kind of looks like, I don't know. Kind of reminds me of like Paddington Bear. Right. You know, kind of like short, chunky. Uh, he's got. He's got a voice that I can't, I just can't put my finger on, but you know, there's something about it. Right. The way he asks questions, the way he says things kind of drones on for a little bit. It's really weird. Yeah. Got it. And then he says, Oh, 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 a lot. So it's, it's, I, I don't know, but yeah. So you haven't, you haven't confronted him yet. No, not yet. No, no. He just keeps telling me, oh, I'll be talking to you soon. And he kind of goes into this thing. It's, he, he's he's a weird guy. Yeah. He talks about doom a lot. Uh-huh. In a happy way. He told me about his wife. It's weird. So, kid. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, big things in star wars yeah you have finished the first book of a trilogy i have finished the first book in the uh there have been many thrawn trilogies uh since then Mm -hmm. uh, but this is the first book in the thrawn trilogy written by timothy zahn Mm -hmm. back in 1991 i finished uh reading heir to the empire uh, a few days ago and what's the other two uh the other two are dark force rising and the last command Yes. I'm on Dark Force Rising right now, but I uh, I got the uh, the trilogy uh, a month uh, a few months ago, and they've kind of just been sitting on my shelf and been on a Star Wars kick. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll motor through these, and I've yeah. been motoring through. Let me say, you're you're a reader. Kid. I am a reader. You are a reader. I read like five books in a week yeah. last summer. I haven't even read a book this year. Yeah, I fucking look. Whenever in I the get last in, year, I've read like some comic books. Yeah, but not books. 
this isn't going to turn into like some discussion of, oh, well, it's better to physically read than uh, audio read. But I think it's good for me to get some physical mm-hmm. reading in. Plus, I like that textile feel of uh, well, pages. I've, as far as audiobooks go, uh, I've been more leaning towards uh, memoirs and um, uh, not really tell-all books, but uh, like the uh, one from the Steve Gorman for the Black Crows, where it's him. Now, he even says in it, like, everybody else could remember it differently. Yeah. And he said, this is how I remember it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, he, he reads the audiobook for that. And then like, yeah. you know, uh, we talked about with the Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's coming from him. There's just something about yeah. it where it's coming from, you know, the one who wrote it. Yeah. Uh, definitely, uh, memoirs or, uh, autobiographies are definitely very, uh, very interesting, uh, books. I think, uh, I had a lot of fun, uh, reading, uh, the disaster artist cause that was just one, I love uh, the bad movie itself, and two, it was just interesting to hear the story behind a lot of that stuff in mm-hmm. general. Uh, a lot of the stuff uh, from Years Cruelly, Elvira, mm-hmm. uh, right, is really interesting. I'm interested in that. Yeah. But what we're talking about is... Heir to the Empire. <laughs> so, this... Sorry to get us off track. <laughs> you're fine. But uh, this is probably the most well-loved, well-respected mm-hmm. book trilogy in the Star Wars expanded it, universe. It really gave uh, Star Wars uh, a big boost. It did. It really, it really pushed the expanded universe into new territory. It really did because a lot of stuff before then was the uh, like the two Han Solo trilogies, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's, uh, there was There's a bunch of different ones. Splinter of the Mind's Eye, I know, was the first one that mm-hmm. came out. And that one came out in like 1979, I want to say, or something like that. 1978. Um, it came out after, maybe it was 78, 79. But, uh, it was definitely before there Empire. There was a, uh, uh, like a possibility of it being a sequel. Like kind yeah. of the idea was uh, they were going to do a TV movie. Yeah. They didn't expect the movie to be yeah. what it was. So, and like, uh, they didn't include uh, Harrison Ford uh, as Han Solo in it because they were like, well, we don't know if he's going to yeah. come back for this. So we'll just have Luke and Leia. Yeah. And they just had this story on hand. So they had uh, someone adapt it mm-hmm. and uh, they put it into a novel and sold that. And, and who adapted well. it? Um, Alan Dean Foster? Yeah. Who is a big name when it comes to adapting uh, scripts into novels? Mm-hmm. He did everything from I think uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man. Uh, he adapted Alien. Mm-hmm. Uh, adapted a lot of the Star Wars books. I think two. I want to say um, he's got a couple. He's I, got a couple. Uh, he, not as many as not all like of them. Zahn does. No. Uh, Zahn has written a good few. Mm-hmm. I've recently been re-listening to one of my favorite Star Wars books. Uh, scoundrels mm. it's a really fun one uh so, i've I've, yeah. I, I've i've had that in my hand a couple of times yeah it looks like it's a fun book it is i listened to it a while ago and it's it's very fun it it is basically just oceans 11 mm-hmm. uh, with star wars yeah um but uh air to the empire so it introduces one of the biggest star wars villains aside from Darth Vader and the Emperor, and that is Thrawn. Mm-hmm. 
whose full chist name I don't remember exactly because it's really, really long. But anyway, so this was uh this was a people that uh Tilisan made uh for Star Wars because he wanted I don't know exactly the thing for it, but he has really expanded upon it uh recently mm-hmm. in his uh prequel Thrawn trilogy, mm-hmm. um, which I've also been listening to. But this which is which is canon now. It is the, canon. Th- these are canon, the the uh Yeah the uh the ones you're reading are not canon. No, they are not. And that makes me sad because they're really good. But I get why in terms of like Disney wanting to pave their own future of stuff, which is fine. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I'm just glad these are getting reprinted again. Cause uh, recently uh, I think Delray books uh, has been reprinting uh, a lot of the star Wars novels. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got the uh, legends banner, the um, essentials, the essential legends collection, I think is what it's called. And they're yeah. releasing a bunch of, uh, just well known, well loved books. Yeah. Uh, so like they released Kenobi, uh, Darth Plagueis, uh, the Bane trilogy, which I'm also going to get into. There is a, uh, I don't know if they got the second one, but I know the first one, uh, for, uh, um, air of the empire. There is a like special edition book. um, they, when did that come out? That came out. That I think it came out around. I think Force Awakens came came out. I think it came out. Uh, I think it was the twenty fifth anniversary, something like that. So yeah. I think uh, twenty sixteen it came out, if I remember correctly, because I remember the hullabaloo surrounding that of mm-hmm. oh anniversary edition of Heir to the Empire. Let's get some extra stuff in it. Yeah, not yeah. a lot, but no. enough to be like oh, yeah. there's some extra here. Uh, but yeah, and this book introduces. Uh, one character that's really cool, mm. Mara Jade. Mm-hmm. Great character. I'm really loving uh, loving her stuff so far and just sort of her bit of backstory and characterization here. I don't, I had heard of Mara Jade and what her concept was, and I hadn't really known much. This is like my first like in face like reading of Mara Jade in any sort of uh, Star Wars material. I've always wanted one of the action figures, but could never get them. Mm. They don't really do a big print run on when they do. No, I think they've been uh, doing six inch figures though for recently for some canon stuff. They may have done Jana Solo. I could be wrong. They did one of the twins. They didn't do both of them. I yeah, think. it was Jana Solo. Uh, they were Jason. supposed to do both. Yeah. Well, actually, that is kind of what brought us into when I started buying figures. Yeah. Because I was looking for those. And yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I was I was looking for something that didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh I mean we had fun looking for figures. Yeah. We got Boba Fett on one day. I was cool. Yeah. But um Thrawn is a great antagonist mm-hmm. because he is calm, collective, calculating, and smart, mm-hmm. but not in the I'm so smart, I'm going to outwit them, but in the so here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Just playing out like, all right, here's what we're doing. Don't bullshit me. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. Because um, he does make an example of someone, not in the Darth Vader threatening way, but he uh, there's this one part in Heir to the Empire where Luke escapes them. And he basically just stands there and goes, who was in charge of the tractor beam? And the guy was like, me. He's like, so what happened there? 
And he was like, oh, it wasn't my fault. There was like, who trained you? And he was like, me. Cool. You're supposed to train him for this. Yes, I am. And then just like points at the guy and his like fucking alien guard just kills the dude. And he mm. just stands there. And then he goes on with the rest of the day. All right. Now that that's over, let's move on. Yeah, basically. And the way that he uh, and uh, he reads people is really interesting, too. Um, one thing that I thought uh, was cool was that he surrounds himself with uh, holographic versions of art of different species. So he mm -hmm. knows like how their species thinks mm -hmm. and how they've developed as a culture. And I think that's just a really unique idea to yeah. like get an idea of like the underlying uh, mental picture of them. So he's kind of uh, um, like uh, Hans and Glorious Bastards. Yeah, I think I think, think that is a good. Uh, I've thought about that before, but I'm just like I don't know, maybe. But he's, yeah, he's a less smiling Hans, mm -hmm. or if he does smile, it's to be threatening. That's great. I like it. <laughs> no, it's like a kind of slight, like uh, like almost a sneer. Like mm. <laughs> I was, uh, I was listening to Darth uh, Plagueis recently, though, mm. and I caught something that was a nice uh, reference to uh, Heir to the Empire, though. And that was the, uh, the two alien uh, species that are named commonly in the book. And that's the, uh, uh, I think it's the Yusalamari in the uh, Vransker. Mm. I think it's how their names are pronounced. Uh, but they're on Mikir, which is the uh, planet that basically a lot of stuff happens in mm -hmm. that book on. And I, I paused it. Uh, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, that's a nice little, uh, it's a nice little key there to uh, just to that. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was a neat little thing because the Yalsamari are a really unique species in that they block force abilities and just nullify them completely. And it stacks. Yeah. Which means they can hang out in like groups and like, because like one, it's like a 10 meter bubble around them. But the more you put in, it gets bigger and bigger. So like the whole planet is just like a force dead zone, basically. Um, that's kind of like uh, in the dreaded X-Men 3 or he had that uh, one mutant that anybody would get near him uh, their powers would like go away but what's messed up about that is, is you know powers are genetic so, so so if somebody walked near this kid they would they would rewrite their DNA <laughs> and nobody was in pain they were just like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I have not seen X3 since I was like yeah, that's, 10. It has been literally that's the big 10 that's, years. Yeah, that's the catalyst in it. Okay. I haven't even like read a plot summary or anything for it. Like to be like, oh yeah, what happened in this? Because I just have been like, eh. I have a friend who likes that. He's a, it's a really good movie and I'm like, I, I I don't understand why you like it. Like it's just, I mean, it, I don't. It, it took everything that came before it, and then he had a problem with the things that came before it. But it's just like it takes all that goodwill and yeah. it just poops on it. I don't care if like someone likes that movie. Mm -hmm. I'm just ambivalent towards it. That's it. Yeah. You know? I just it's not on my radar at all. And on the oh, I must never watch this again. It's awful. <laughs> wave and the I don't care. 
<laughs> I really don't care. It's yeah. it's not something I enjoyed the first time, and I'm not going to enjoy it really anytime coming up. I've actually watched it multiple times, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what that reminds me of is yeah. that 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 one in there. Maybe where they initially got the idea. I mean, the idea of suppressing something has been a common idea. Like to switch over to X Men here, like there that was like a thing that they did a lot was the collars. And I think the mainly that probably came from um, probably Days of Future Past because I remember there was like the Sentinel camps had like mm-hmm. uh, mutant power suppressing collars on them for the express reason of this. Like in Deadpool 2? Yeah. Which again, their powers come from, you know, their genetic makeup. Yeah. It's like suppressing <laughs> the, uh, the X gene. I know. Oh, fuck. What was the name for it? I think it was the X gene. Yeah. Yeah. But still. Yeah. I don't it's a, it's know. a it's a thing that kind of like so what you're saying is this just instantly rewrites DNA. <laughs> okay. I I guess. Yeah. Who who knows? Um No, but uh something I found out recently too is that um around like 2010 or something uh, Timothy Zahn wrote a prequel novel to uh to uh, the Thrawn trilogy mm-hmm. uh, with the book Outbound Flight because he references that a few times with the uh, character uh, Chaboth. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. I, I It's like C... Uh, it probably, you probably got it. Apostrophe B-A-O-T-H. It, it, Chaboth is just how I'm reading it in my head. Mm-hmm. That's just what's been sounding right, so I'm just going to stick with that. But basically, because uh, that was mentioned constantly uh, in the book as, like, the catalyst of, well, he was at this place, but then, like, he went away, but he's here. So, like, Thrawn knows this dude's a clone and has said, like, oh, yeah, now this dude's a clone. But uh, the novel originally. I, I look at you. I can see you're a clone. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's known. And it's, like, a logic thing I forget. But uh, in the novel, it's cool because uh, Zahn had uh, Anakin and uh Obi-Wan on that flight too because there were a bunch of unnamed masters on there. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Nice little link. Also this uh, little fun thing that I found out with uh, the Chiss Ascendancy, that's what their whole empire is called, is uh, they have these sort of like people who sort of like guide things. I, I don't know what they do exactly. I haven't listened too much in, but they're called Skywalkers. And apparently, like, Thrawn said, oh, these are Skywalkers. Invader, like, gave him a... Wait, what'd you say? Yeah, they're called Skywalkers. And he was like... Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Basically. Um, There's... Like... There's so much that was in the, uh, the expanded universe... There was too much, I'd say. Well, the thing is, is like if they tried to, they tried to do all that. I think that's the thing that like a lot of people they got mad that they didn't just stick with that and yeah. say it is continuity because you know I, I know a lot of people they were like, yeah, these books are great. Uh, they read like every book, you know, like they're great, and then they went, ah, oh, it's a shame that they're not really canon. And it's it's th- like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. They're not because mm-hmm. it's not in the movie. You know, and things are vaguely referenced in the movie that 
they'll pick up on in a book. Yeah. For me, it's a thing of, I like these books. It'd be cool if some of the stuff in there was canon, but I think it's fine. Granted, I do miss some characters, uh, Mara Jade, uh, the twins, Darth Plagueis, uh, like the like just the whole Darth Plagueis novel in general, I wish was canon because that's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm fine that they're doing their own thing. I'm glad that Darth Bane is canon. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Thrawn is canon again. Yeah. That that was the big one. Like people were like, fuck yes. Because they brought him into Rebels. They gave James uh, He's been referenced in Mandalorian. Mandalorian by name, which was fucking wild. Mm-hmm. Um then the Ahsoka uh show's coming out. So yeah. it, most likely gonna gonna happen in there probably and i'm very much wondering who they who they're gonna cast as thrawn michael fassbender would be great fassbender would be good fassbender, fassbender would be great he's got the good voice for it he'd be perfect like physically he is perfect for it he is because thrawn isn't or like- or um oh my god i just drew a blank on him what? um what was he in Who's in Mad Men? Why can't I remember him? John Hamm. John Hamm. I'm like. <laughs> John Hamm could be good. Hamm and Bubbly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Episode two. <laughs> um, I don't mm. know, but definitely I think it was great. And like Timothy Zahn has been the one that's been like spearheading some of like the, uh, the novel stuff for Thrawn 2, which has been mm-hmm. great. Like he wrote uh, Trilogy for Thrawn. Um, basically explaining him and the Empire, what is his rise to everything. So mm-hmm. It's great. Um, which I, I I love talking about Thrawn. He's just so cool mm-hmm. and just so calculating because he will literally perfectly execute plans in, in like an hour mm-hmm. just by recognizing a pattern or something. It's like, oh yeah, there's that. So we're gonna read this because this is how they work. Mm-hmm. Is like literally the first chapter of the book is he's like send a tie fighter out okay that's their play all right it's this squadron here's who's in it we're going to do this because these are their tactics and like literally like two hours later like the battle's done and like the mm-hmm. rebel uh ships are destroyed and it's badass mm-hmm. and terrifying and i think that as a really hard thing to do is to make a character as your antagonist that is terrifying and calculating mm-hmm. that is like topping over like all the stuff that happened with like Darth Vader and the Emperor. Cause like that's a very hard like villain to like top over in like the expanded universe stuff that takes place after the original yeah. trilogy is you kind of have to like conceive like, okay, we can't do the same thing exactly, but we need to like do something that fits those aspects to it. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's kind of my, like, um, like I, I've, I've always kind of viewed the Joker in, uh, Dark Knight Rises as he's crazy, but like everything he had done in that movie was tactical. Yeah. You know, it's like, he just made these plans, like, like him saying, do I look like a guy that, you know, that makes plans? It's like, well, yeah, because to do everything you had to do, you know, all the while, yeah, like, all he, of it. so he's kind of like, uh, and like the thing too, like, just the detail that I got told is like he had to stop, like, on the hammer of the pistol 
mm-hmm. as like he had Two Face hold it to his head. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's like he's got you know, hey, look, look what's going on over here. Look what's going on over here. And meanwhile, you don't really notice what's going on yeah. here. Um, you know, it's 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 all planning. You know, yeah. he uh, understands who he's against. Yeah, you know, and then that's and using that against him. Yeah. Um. You know, such as you know, Thrawn, he understand the tactics of what yeah. the rebels would do, mm-hmm. and he would just be like, "All right, well, they're they got these kind of ships. Uh they have these type of pilots. You know, uh, kind of like uh, you know, basically like they have a bunch of farmers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we'll just say that just to." For sake of argument, um, and uh, you know, if we use this many soldiers, uh, we'll reduce the amount of casualties on ours. We'll have casual, acceptable amount, and uh, yeah, uh, just let me know when everything's done. Yeah, <laughs> or just like micromanage stuff. Like he'll just sit there and like he'll be like mid conversation with uh. The captain of the Chimera, which is the name of his ship. Mm. Awesome name for a ship, too. The Chimera. Mm. And, like, he'll be mid-conversation and be like, hold on. Move here. Squad here. Anyway. And, like, just, mm-hmm. like, keep that flow and it's great. Because yeah. it's, uh, that's where, just where, you know, his mind has gone. That's where it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, that's why when you see... Um, see where somebody's actually looking at a physical representation of what's going on versus somebody that has, oh, well, this is what's going on. And, and then there's this, you know, the, the, the one that has like the view of the map is going to be the victor because, you know, they see everything. Yeah. They see all the possibilities. Yeah. Somebody come in and they're just like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's try this. Oh, you want to do that? All right. Let's go and do that. But it's like, meanwhile, it's like, you know, if you really get a good representation of something, then yeah. you know, you're, you're going to crack the right amount of yeah. eggs. <laughs> I think that the writing for him is great because mm-hmm. there'll be like just scenes in the novel where he'll be like sitting somewhere, won't express much, won't say a whole lot, and will say things very plainly, mm-hmm. but you feel the air of threat that like comes Mm -hmm. off of him both in just the description of the scenery around him and himself and how he Mm -hmm. gazes at things it's just great and it's not a very much a threatening of like oh no he could kill everyone by like just acting it's like a he knows your weaknesses he knows how to fuck with you Mm -hmm. just don't fuck with him well he's pretty much darth vader in the original star wars movie um, because in that there was no, it was just like, he just did things, you know, Vader lashed out a lot though. Not in that. Not, not often. He did. He did lash out a bit, not often, but he did lash out occasionally vocally. Go on. Remember it's like, uh, like on uh, the Tana four, like mm-hmm. how he lashed out against like uh, Princess Leia. I think it was Captain Antilles. When he had him by the throat? Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, freaking out. No, but he was... And then, like, he yelled at the stormtroopers, like, you tear this ship apart! Yeah. Very angrily. Yeah. But 
he was just he was given orders he did have calm there but mm-hmm. there was still like the sense of like foreboding outrage and he better hurry up or we're gonna get choked literally he did choke that one guy out yeah but then i'm just that's what i'm saying <coughs> sorry guys um he was very um he was very tactical mm-hmm. and and he would uh he would, uh, you know, just tell people what to do. He'd be that presence in the room. And uh, um, he would just, I, th- I when if you look at Vader in the first movie and you look at him in the other ones, he's more emotional in the other ones. He's, he's more like just there's that big threat. Yeah. Because, you know. No matter what he says, Lucas did not have it all planned out. No, he didn't. So, no fucking way he did. So Vader was what Vader was in the first movie. And then when they kind of got an idea of where they were going, then um, then he become more emotional. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why, that's why I say he's a lot like Vader in the first movie. Yeah. I just want to... <laughs> I'm just reminded of uh, right now of... Um, my favorite uh, robot chicken sketches, which is uh, <laughs> the three stormtroopers go in. Guys like Sefer Stun, Leia shoots the guy. He's like, he said Sefer Stun. He wasn't going to hurt you. I just love the delivery there so much. He said Stun. Or the uh, classic uh, Dengar throws a party and uh, IG-88 brings his brother, who is just the uh, like the THX sound. Like Dengar's like... I don't want to sound like an asshole, but your brother needs to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, recently there was, uh, so we're going to switch uh, topics here, unless there was a little more you wanted to go into. Nah, I'm good with that. I'll get um, into it more, like whenever I finish the trilogy. Okay. Looking forward to that. Yeah. So, uh, recently there was a, a Kickstarter. There was indeed a Kickstarter. Uh, still going, still going. Oh, it's still going? It as goes, of this recording? Yeah, as of this recording. It's going until the 26th of this month. Okay. Uh, uh, did you pledge on it? I did. You did? I did. The one you were telling me? The one that makes sense? The one that makes sense. Okay. Not the one that just because the book's different? Yeah. <laughs> as much as I would love to, but this time I need to financially be like, okay, just get the simple one. Yeah. Uh, Naveed is a big Blade Runner fan. I have a tattooed on my arm. He has a tattoo on his arm. I'm a big Blade Runner fan. We can we could convince him to do a picture on on the Facebook. I'll post one something. But um, so uh, they had the Kickstarter for uh, for Blade Runner for uh, the RPG. Yeah, is it a free league? It is free league. Okay, which really makes me happy because I really like uh, how their stuff is. A lot of people like their uh, tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Because they did uh, Tales from the Loop. They did yeah. the Alien RPG. I love Tales from the Loop. Um, they did the recent uh, RPG for uh, the One Ring, uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also done some of their own. Uh, one that I have is Vason, which is a sort of um, Nordic folklore uh, set in, ni- in uh, like late 1800s Sweden. Yeah. And it's very old with an e and i love that uh i don't think i've known about this 
Oh, I thought I showed you that. Uh, I got you, the book. You may have, may have. I, I, I'll bring it next time. Yeah. But another one uh, that they have that's uh, pretty cool sounding is uh, called Coriolis. And it's interesting because it's very Arabic, if that's a correct terminology to use here. Um, there's a lot of uh, Islamic beliefs in some of it. And mm. just in the design basis is very reminiscent of... Um, kind of like the old world Middle East kind of area? Yeah. Okay. Um, sort of like a... I don't know how to word it exactly, both because I don't want to say the wrong thing, and I also don't want well, to. <laughs> I also don't want to say anything that sounds like wrong because I haven't mm -hmm. looked into it uh, completely. But I do okay. want to because it sounds interesting. It's very much a dune, but more Islamic mm. to speak in a sense. Okay, it sounds very interesting though. Mm -hmm. But um, Free League, definitely, like, one of the things I love about Free League, not only is their system and the detail they go into with a lot of things, the art in their books is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I used the art for their Alien RPG uh, as my wallpapers recently. And you've seen some of the art for the Alien RPG, right? Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's pretty cool. I, I really like that... Um because I recently uh, took took part uh, a Kickstarter for <laughs> I had to get it right because you know hopefully we will play it uh, I've, I've talked to a couple other people in there oh I've got a bunch of games interested. I need to run still oh no 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 this one's this one's definitely like I I'm gonna I'm gonna buckle down and just even if it's just like a one night game thing yeah I I, I get a couple people that are yeah okay why not but it is a uh, it's an RPG. And it's based around Faith No More songs. And it is endorsed by the band. Yeah. I so, remember you sent that. I think it's based on the album, The Real Thing. Specifically. No, 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 no. Oh, it's just called The Real Thing. No, it's based. On, yeah, it's it, it's called that. But it's based on all of their oh, other songs. Oh, that's cool. So kind of characters based on characters from the songs. Nice. Yeah. We could do a whole Vertigo game. Mm -hmm. Since, uh, how was it? Cup of Sorrow. Mm-hmm. Last Cup of Sorrow. Last Cup of Sorrow. Yeah. Uh, the music video for that is just uh, Vertigo. Yeah. Which is really cool. Do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I could be, I, I definitely like try to figure out a way to do the janitor. <laughs> Fit the whole aesthetic from uh, yeah. falling to pieces. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's, it's just really, I really like like the crowdfunded stuff. Yeah. Some things have gone wrong, especially if, even in Kickstarter. It is so, a thing. Like, it's literally a disclaimer of, hey, this isn't a guarantee. Mm -hmm. This may not get funded. Like, yeah. they get their money if it's funded. Well, no, no, no. I mean, Generally. there's been there's been times where things have been funded. Mm. And then, uh, uh, yeah. I remember the uh, Oya. Oya. So it was this uh, this Kickstarter for this revolutionary game console that was supposed to be about the size of a Rubik's Cube. Okay, okay. And it was supposed to be some transcendental, uh, like, magic shit of like, yo, look at this small console. You can stream games on it. And look how amazing it is. And, like, all this setup of it all. And it came out and people were like, this 
fucking sucks. <laughs> this is the worst brick I've spent my money on. But yeah, it's definitely a good possibility. Um, yeah, there are 10 days left. Uh, they are uh, 13,840% funded on the Blade Runner. Oh, they are way past uh, their funding goal. Yeah. They Three minutes. Three minutes it took for them to be funded. Mm-hmm. And it blew my fucking mind. Because I saw that I was like, holy shit. Three fucking minutes. <laughs> but right now they're just making their stretch goals. Um, a lot of it is for uh, like extra classes for the main game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some extra weapons, extra guns, uh, extra stuff. Uh, one thing that's cool about it is you don't have to play a Blade Runner. Uh, you can play a Replicant if you want. Mm, that, of course. I mean, because that that is a core to Blade Runner, for mm-hmm. sure, is the Replicants. I mean, like, it, still the discussion of is Deckard a Replicant or not? Yeah. I won't say my thoughts on it, but that will be something that we will save for a future day. But it's looking pretty great with all the stuff they've got. Well, being like the other thing that's pretty cool about uh, Kickstarter, when we, they start throwing in the stretch goals. Yeah, I love the stretch goals. Some of them are pretty cool. Yeah. Let me uh, talk about some of the stuff they have for the stretch goals here. Okay. So they have... We are not endorsed by this at all. No, we're not. <laughs> we're just fucking huge fans of Blade yeah, Runner. So we're very into it. They have a map of um, Los Angeles in 2037. Mm. Uh, the dice, which are a lovely clear red with silver paint, uh, including an eye and the uh, foil uh, unicorn, mm. which is just amazing. Um, Deckard's gun, uh, maps... Uh, NPC mugshots for the investigation, uh, newspaper handout, uh, chase maneuver cards, uh, handout envelope and a case file map pack, just all this cool shit. Mm. Um, I haven't added it on yet, but they have a screen and it's just, it is some great art and it is clear the passion that is put into the games made by Free League. Mm-hmm. just by the art that they have for it like there's some real effort there and it's fan-fucking-tastic very nice um i've had uh been, i've supported two other uh games uh in my time on mm. kickstarter and i've supported the hellboy rpg which took a year Longer because of COVID to get, but I got it. It's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah. I got that leather cover that feels like leather. I don't think it's real leather, but it feels fucking great. <coughs> um, I kickstarted the Avatar The Last Airbender RPG that's coming out. That is very close to printing. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing probably within the next two months, I'll probably get it, hopefully. Okay. Because that looks awesome. Uh, that one is powered by the Apocalypse, which is one of my favorite systems for games just because of how simplistic it is. That's mm-hmm. very open to because it leads more towards uh, character interaction than game mechanics. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. I also got some dice with it. Well, when you look for something, like even if even if you don't like uh, pledge to it, what, what do you look for? 
shit that I like. I don't know how else to say, but <laughs> if I look at it, I'm just like, oh, that'd be fucking sick. Well, of, of course it's shit that you like, but I mean, is there like, like I'd like to, but I can't because of this reason, or I'd like to, but you know, like me, I don't like something that has a long period between when um, it's when it will be when when the the campaign's over to when you finally get it. Like 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 there's some that it's like it's two years. It's like two years if you get this worked out. Why like why two years? You know, um, I mean that's like fair. A year should be good if like they have this mapped out. Two years kind of makes me nervous. Hellboy, it makes sense because a lot of that was COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, this last Airbender game, it's been moving along pretty good. Um, and the Blade Runner game too, like they've said, like once the Kickstarter's over, you're getting the PDFs. Yeah, they're going to be like pre PDFs, but they're going to be PDFs of the game, so you can just play right then. Which is great. Um, I don't want to say what one it is, but there is uh, one that I did pledge to. Really? Uh, I was going to go for, it was, it's a book. I was going to go for um, more to it. Um, pretty much they, they're like, we have it written. Uh, they have a big celebrity doing the foreword. Um, and it's a celebrity you know of. I'll tell you off mic. Yeah. Just remind me. Um but they have that submitted to them. They already have that. Uh, and the idea of the book is kind of cool. Uh, but <laughs> uh, the idea for it kind of uh, is defeated because uh, some of this content in it they've used elsewhere. But not mm-hmm. you know, not like it was um, planned to ever do that. It was just kind of like you know, stuff that they weren't going to actually um, uh, cover. But I just went for uh, a PDF of the book. Yeah. Uh, and just so you know, I haven't got it yet. And the campaign was done in uh, 2015. Shit. But they still constantly give updates. <laughs> <laughs> it's not some it's not something that they're like, you know, we can't do this. Like they're having uh audio audio book for it and everything. Um I mean like get it out at least, get something out. Well, it's when they decided to self-publish, um oh, no. it, it it they didn't realize like a lot of the hurdles they were going to have to jump over but it's not something that it's not something that they're uh that foreseeable stuff so like you can get kickstarters like that you know like i mean like i'll be honest with you um because they have like the backers kit like by now like i've moved four times three times since this was done (laughs) yeah so um so i would definitely be like all right no that's not my address anymore you gotta send it to this place i went through and graduated from high school (laughs) that time (laughs) she did and it still hasn't fucking come out uh but oddly because uh like i said that's a book um another one was uh hero by night we're big fans of hero by night we love hero by night uh a friend of ours it's just comic uh if you're interested uh let's look up hero by night 
Uh, it's it's a it's a cool concept. A uh, good indie indie comic. But the first Kickstarter. Let me see if you can guess what what it is. You'll never guess, but I'm gonna put you on the spot to kind of make a wild, just wild, random guess of what it is. Not not who's involved, just what it is that um I I backed. And it was it was one thousand. 192% funded. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's how much money you spent. I'd be like, no. God damn. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just broke the bank with that one. Um, fuck. I, I don't know. What do you, what do you think the, the, the content was? I don't know. Maybe a book? No. no. Music. Oh. Music. It was uh, Amanda Palmer. She uh, was putting out a solo album. And, uh, huh. Yeah, just had a bunch of stuff. So I have that and come with like an art book and all that. Um, a uh, friend of ours, uh, not close friend, but somebody we know, somebody when we do see him, we, you know, we're pretty, uh, you know, familiar with him, uh, Dave Wachter. He put out an art book called, uh, Portraits. It was just, uh, inspirational people. Yeah. And, uh, just drawings of his, they just gathered in a book. Uh, then I took a break on doing Kickstarters for a little bit, but recently, you know, there's some cool ones that come out. Uh, one that you've benefited from greatly, uh, Story Engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's pretty cool. Uh, when I when I get blocked, I like to pull those cards out because basically what it is is it's a uh, um, and they're prompts, they're writing prompts. So you can use them for just about anything: screenwriting, uh, doing uh, uh, games like if you're uh, writing an RPG game, uh, short stories, long form stories, whatever. Just something to kind of kick, you know, kind of. Give your brain a kick in the ass. Unless you do what I do, which is get manic and just write the lore for a whole world within a week. There you go. Oh my god, I um, I've shown you that notebook, right? Just like the master. You have not. I thought I did. I constantly see what you. Fuck! I keep forgetting to bring it. But um, see what you got. I have this journal. Uh, I've written a bunch of lore for this fantasy world. I've got a good page, a few pages of it, and I showed it to my friend. She was like, "Oh, no, this is so, this is so cool. How long did it take you?" I said, <clears throat> "A week." She's like, "What?" A week are you okay i don't know oh i've i i in high school it was like the only thing i would do is i just write like you, you couldn't get me to do anything else <laughs> um it would explain my grades <laughs> um so yeah the the, the real thing rpg faith yeah. and that uh and then two that i was so excited about because one I really love his art style. Yeah. Uh, two, he's a funny guy. Yeah. Uh, he seems to really like, he's really loves comics. Um, but uh, Sal Abenanti had put out the hostage graphic novel. Uh, a lot of cool stuff come with that, but most importantly, the book itself. And then uh, recently his Atomica book, oh. uh, which, uh, it's a uh, kind of a a what if book, is if uh, what if kind of like Superman was in the the Soviet Union during the height of uh, um, communism. Not to be confused with the other, what if Superman was in the Soviet Union during right, the height so. of communism? <laughs> yeah, story. But uh, uh, Atomica was first. <laughs> Yes. So, um, but the one that I'm really 
really, really like happy. Well, I, I'm happy with all the ones that I've done. Also, I for some reason uh, confused the Red Star and Atomica. Mm-hmm. Red Star is cool. Red Star is cool. Red Star is cool. I have read a good bit, uh, a little bit of Red Star, and it is yeah. Really read read the Red Star comics. It's I need good. I need to read all of it, but what I've read, it is fucking rad. Um, but this next one I'm going to talk about. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, I, I I'm going to reach out to uh, the one on this one. Yeah, I'm going I'm going to say it here on air. I'm going to reach out to him and hopefully. Like maybe they'll get back to me. Um, yeah. But uh, on on YouTube, I've sent you some of his videos. Uh, there's a creator named Chris Stuckman. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, it sounds familiar. He would he do uh, movie reviews. He's done a lot of different movie reviews. I've right? seen many. I've movie I've reviews. sent you I've sent you some. Um. Well, he uh, he's an he's been in like he's one of the first people to do like movie reviews and stuff on youtube like he kind of like was there pretty early huh uh he was you know he's been there for a while okay well because youtube um but uh he has a uh, well, he did a kickstarter for his directorial debut for film uh he has done shorts yeah i've seen some of his shorts uh he's done other other movies uh but uh the fastest independent film to be uh backed on kickstarter looking for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars the end total on it is one million three thousand nine hundred sorry three thousand uh one million three hundred and ninety thousand $845. $845. God damn. So it was a very successful campaign. Sounds like it. Um, so uh, I, 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 I like to go in to movies as fresh as I can, but this one, uh, I know a bit, you don't really, he's, hasn't really given you much to the story, but uh, there's, there's, uh, I, I believe, if I'm not talking out of turn, it is going to be kind of a found footage movie. But uh um like they're going as practical, they're going practical on the effects. It's a big Ooh. thing for them because they were going to have to go digital, but they're gonna go practical. They they hit that 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 uh stretch goal. Uh but the name of the movie is called Shelby Oaks. Ah. Uh they will be filming at uh prison. Like a real prison. Wow. I think it's the same prison they filmed uh, Shawshank. Huh. That's cool. Uh, so um, they had released the first uh, behind the scenes video. Yeah. Uh, as recording, it was Saturday. Hmm. Well, they're moving along. That's yeah. Good. Uh, they were showing that they were doing location scouting, which uh, I have done. And uh, some stuff that I've I've shot, yeah. Um, which is fun. I you know, I'm, as I'm watching it, I'm like, because we're, we're going to be working on a short soon, yeah. And uh, it's it's going to be a, a small thing that uh, um, I think you guys will like. Uh, just you know, me and a camera, 
the two knuckleheads. <laughs> mm. And uh, we got a location for it, and uh, that, that's going to be fun. So um, may have another actor or two in it. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to try that. It, it, it's a pretty flexible story to kind of have somebody in it and kind of come and go as a, uh, just an extra. But I, I would like to try if I can. Yeah. To see if we can get Chris Duckman on, talk about it. Could be cool. Maybe even uh, his uh, producer, uh, Aaron Koontz. Ooh. It'd be kind of cool just to kind of talk about it. Um, That'd be really cool. But uh, mm. they have had uh, interest in the movie. So there's a good possibility after they're done with the movie, they might be able to sell the movie to a big distributor. Oh, that'd be really which cool. Should, which would be, you know, quite quite the coup for for him I, in general yeah it's hard to do so mm-hmm. i mean to get like a good studio yeah well the fact that he got funded as much as he did is you know and then that's any of this stuff yeah uh any of the kickstarter stuff it's you know it's it's people put a lot of work into it uh, a lot of ideas into it and you can usually like i i've i've kind of got an eye for who has like their shit together again, like yeah. somebody that's like, um, like a lot of things I've gone for, like, like within the year of it being, uh, funded, it, it would go out, you know, and then you, yeah. like you know, with the Hellboy, they, you know, how, how they're going to be able to be like, oh, well, you know, there's going to be a pandemic. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's just say we're just not going to worry about that. You know, we're just going to go. It was originally going to be like six months, but it mm-hmm. took like a year after uh, I was supposed to get it. So it was like a year and a half. Yeah. Again, it's fine. I got it. And like the quality on it is mm-hmm. delivered for sure. Yeah. You saw whenever I showed it to you, it was mm-hmm. in good fucking condition. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, it and, and most of the people that do this stuff, uh, it's, it's through the passion of what they yeah. want to do. Um, or it's a company that's like, hey. We want to do this. We sell well, that's shit. The, that's the yeah. company curbing costs. Yeah. But so, I mean, hey, it works. Yeah. Because it, all of this stuff, it's it's not it's not really super niche, but it can be. But um you get it funded to where, you know, like like uh um the story engine, um he's they've moved on in some more some more stuff for that you can get. Um you can get add-ons to it. Like I, I, I bought you all the add-ons. Yeah. So, uh, they even had a, a Lovecraftian. Yeah. So. Which is, as many people will know, my one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. And uh, yeah. Look into it. You you you, yeah. you can find something. It, it's not, it's not just movies and comic books and, uh, you know, sci-fi stuff. There's all kinds of things there. Um, yeah. It's 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 pretty amazing. I know that for a while it was really you know, like, it was kind of sketchy to do crowdfunding stuff, um, because you know th- there was just so many people that, you know, like that game system you're talking about. You know, yeah, they get the money and be like, oh, well, okay, we get the money. Yeah, and then like, oh, we'll get updates. It's like, oh, okay. Uh, there was one I saw about a. Uh, actually, there's somebody on YouTube that does 
uh, disastrous uh, Kickstarter uh, uh, campaigns I've that got funded. I've seen a few. Um, most of what I know is from uh, Rerez and their stuff. Whenever they talked about the uh, the Ouya, mm-hmm. which I learned about, and was like, "Damn, that's fuck." <laughs> it was bad. Um, uh, somebody I I chat with, uh, uh, uh writer director, uh, uh, Craig Lamberson. He, uh, he's, he's currently has one for, he used Indiegogo. Right. Director, hero of the people. Hero of the people. Um, oh, let me, let me look up here. We should get him on the show. And we must refer to him as the hero of the people. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Frenzy Moon, which is based on, uh, he has a series of uh, werewolf novels. So he's actually making a, a movie. Which is badass. And like I said, it's on Indiegogo. Uh, Indiegogo, pretty much whatever money they get, they use towards uh, his, uh, uh, the pro- uh, the product. So It's like indie, but a lot more go-go. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they still will do it. Um, I'm trying to find what the last one was. What was the last one? The last one, uh, he, it's been in production. But he did Widow's Peak. Uh, he, he's not, you know, you know, he's known for doing the movie uh, uh, Slime City Massacre. Um, but I'm mad that I can't remember the name of the other one. It's making me very upset. Um, but uh, I have these, I have these old man moments because my son insists that I'm an old man. Uh, but it is a, uh, kind of like a, an 80 style kind of action movie. Uh, it's been shot. Uh, it's going to be, uh, Guns of Eden. Sorry. That's what it is. Guns of Eden. Badass name. Yeah. So, um, nice. Yeah. It's been done. You currently have my, uh, uh, Widow's Peak, the one with the lighthouse. Uh, yeah it's a pretty low budget movie like unfortunately when you see uh, a couple parts in it i'm just like staring at him like if he had a good budget for this movie like he's still making a you know a good movie yeah uh there is like a little thing in it but overall the idea of the movie man going crazy in a lighthouse you know is, is the story you know yeah. uh, it's got uh craig schaefer in it nice um been in you know a bunch of things Probably, uh, I'm trying to think, what would his biggest movie be? Craig Schaefer's biggest movie. Maybe River Runs Through It with Brad Pitt. I think it might be his biggest. Um, But horror people would know him from what movie, Reed? <sighs> My brain's a bit slow right now. Why don't you remind me? It's a Clive Barker movie. Nightbreed. <sighs> He's Boone. Ah, uh, Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Nightbreed, which I thought uh, David Cronenberg directed. No, he just no, no. He's just the psycho. He's just the guy in it. He's, he's just the, uh, he's Decker. I think yeah. is his name. Which is funny that it. If I had uh, if I had a nickel for every time I watched something and there was a character with the name Decker in it, mm-hmm. I'd have three nickels. It's not a lot, but it's weird that it happened three, <laughs> three times. <nickels. laughs> you may have named the episode. I have three nickels. 
<laughs> I think that's what went down. Right. Um, no, no, it just, just like a lot of people say, oh, there's nothing good or, um, try one of these, these services, like Indiegogo, like I said, that, you know, they, they, what money they, they have a, a goal they'd like to get to. But if, uh, they don't make it, they still use the money towards the production. Uh, some of them, they'll have like an initial that gets things rolling and then they'll have another one for uh, post-production or whatever. Uh, it, again, if you have somebody that is pretty on the ball, they will, you will know where and what is going on. Yeah. Um, like I say, Craig, uh, Craig Lamerson, like, you know what he has going on. He, you know, he's got pre-production stuff. He, he's somebody who he's been doing this for a while. Yeah. So we got to get him on the show. We should. I can guarantee you we can get him. That'd be cool. We could probably get him before uh, Guns of Eden come down. Ooh. I, funny. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he, he's always on, uh, he's on Dread Media. So. Yeah. hundred percent. I bet we can get him. I need to see. I just have to look up some, uh, some big Kickstarter fails. Uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're not endorsed by this in any way. Um, but it is, it's, it's cool because you're getting something for what you, you know, you're paying for something and you're getting something. And, And a lot in the campaigns, you'll actually get more by going through the campaign than if you just find it in a store. So that's, that's another pretty cool thing about it. So, um, anything? Sorry, I was trying to find some. Oh, no, I'm just asking for you. Because I'm trying to think of that that one. Oh, it was uh, um, it's about this uh, video game that was supposed to be this phenomenal game. And like the, uh, oh, what was it? I wish I could remember. It's It's been like two months since I watched the video. But it's supposed to be this game, but everything you see for the game was basically stuff done in like Unreal Engine with like assets, like already used assets. Um, then there was these brothers that like how they got away with everything they got away because <laughs> there's that. Then there was this twist where they squatted in somebody's house and all, all this stuff like person couldn't get rid of them. Um, but if you just you know, if you do any of this, just look into it. If you're hesitant about it, just don't back it up. I mean, there's been a couple where I'm like, ah, I don't want to get involved in that. And then like, after it gets funded, I'm like, oh, I should have got involved in that. My biggest regret of anything I ever pulled out of, and I had to do for Holy financial shit. reasons was, um, guns of shadow Valley when they, uh, oh, Dave Wachter uh, was getting guns it printed out. Um, it was like the day before I had to pull out. Of, of the campaign i i i messaged dave say hey, sorry you know you're about to lose somebody <laughs> so but that was funded so you know uh i can still buy the book yeah so that that's the good thing yeah. it's just like you know what i could have got versus yeah. you know it's slightly different but you know the books out there is quality yeah. dave does quality work i mean dave, dave does real good quality work he, what, he, he's done everything you love i mean one of my favorite comics uh from him is a Godzilla comic mm-hmm. is um Godzilla in hell 
No, no, not Godzilla and Hell. He did one of the issues. Did issue for that. four. He did one of the issues for it. That's I think all he him. did issue one. And what? Godzilla and Hell. No, he did the fourth issue. I think it was the first issue. I guarantee it's very the first much. Issue. You go ahead and with it, I'll look it up. Um I need to fucking remember it. Uh, fuck it. I think it was Oh my god, I'm blanking on this comic, but it was like a post-apocalyptic one. Mm-hmm. He, uh, yeah, he did uh, Cataclysm. That was Cataclysm. It. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Let's see, because his is the cool one. His was issue five. I was wrong because mm. it's all him. And that's what's so cool about it it's it's a hundred percent dave and uh i yeah just go on wherever you can find dave wachter just follow all of his stuff he constantly puts up uh work he yeah <laughs> drives me crazy is he, he always great cover he does yeah you can tell a favorite uh <laughs> you can tell a uh a creator's uh favorite godzilla design because that's the one that they're going to use. Mm-hmm. Well, like I was saying, he uh, um, he does what he calls sketches. But every mm-hmm. time I look at it, I'm like, that does not look like a sketch to me. That looks like a finished, awesome, full. He also made this fart. fucking awesome TMNT picture, which I'll he post did all, on our Facebook. Yeah, he did all those TMT, TMT covers. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he's worked on things you love. Dave. Godzilla. Dave, if you're Aliens. out there, if you're listening to us, Star Wars. Dave, <laughs> if you're out there listening, know that we love you very much. <laughs> you are very dear to our hearts. Yeah. Um. So I think we've kind of beat these subjects. I think we. Unless there's anything else you want to chat about, did you find uh, the failed, failed stuff? I found some failed stuff. All right, we can go. Ahead uh, someone tried to remake Night Trap. Okay. Which would have been fucking wild. That would have been cool. Um, someone tried to make an ant simulator game. Okay. Um, found the Oya again on here. Uh, trying to see a song. I think somebody was trying to do something with uh, Contra or something. Oh, I didn't know Wasteland 2 was a, was a remake. It was a... Uh, Kickstarter game. Mm-hmm. Star Citizen it was a bad one. I didn't know Darkest Dungeon was a great one. Mighty Number no. 9. That, uh, I don't know that one. Oh my God. The Mighty Number no. 9. So that was uh, a Kickstarter game that fucking fell flat. It was vamped up to be this great new Mega Man game because we haven't gotten a new Mega Man game in fucking years. Okay. And everyone was like, yeah, Mighty Number no. 9, finally some Mega Man stuff. And it came out fucking sucks <laughs> it's so bad everything i've seen of it is the most disappointing disjointed game and it's just oh well i know that there's a lot of indie games that that'll be on there just like you know one person passion project yeah um sometimes yeah, look that up sometimes it goes well whenever it's a single person passion project like uh most of the time those are just so they they can you know when they say oh we need the money to make this game it's just this one person. They just want to pay their bills and work on the game and get the game done. You know, it could be their foot in the door for, you know, bigger companies or, you know, 
when the game comes out, be able to make more money to, you know, actually sustain themselves to keep making new games. It's a, a lot of people do uh, side scrollers. And, uh, um, you know, that's classic form. And I uh, just give it a try. Like, just look it up. Um, because, you know, people, oh, there's nothing good. There's nothing. There's, there's all kinds of stuff out there. You just have to look just because it's not so easy once you jump on to, uh, you know, whatever streaming, whatever. It's not jumping you in the face. Yeah. There's something out there. Guarantee it. Like, you know, it's how I, fi- I find random bands. Did you like the random band I found the other day? Which one? You didn't watch the video for Gnomes or Gnome? I've. Like I said, I've been just straight reading. Also, George Perez died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, George Perez passed away. We, Fuck. You know, he fought cancer. Oh. Do you do you want to? I I know I know you know <laughs> not to put you in a spot, but I know sometimes you don't like when uh, I tell stories from when you're younger, but. This one, uh, you were, uh, you were pretty young and it was your, it was your first convention. It was, it was the actual comic convention. It wasn't the, one of the, uh, still city cons. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember this at all, but we waited in line to meet George Perez. Yeah. And, um, we waited for, it was about about 15 minutes. It wasn't that long. Yeah. And we get up to the table and uh what was it we had? I think we had uh um we had oh oh crisis. I had the crisis comics. Yeah. And uh he he uh he signed them. Yeah. And he asked you how your how your comic convention was going. Yeah. And you were very shy about it. You just kind of looked at it. And he, he, and he, goes, he goes, hey, you got a smile. You're at a comic convention. This is a happy place. Uh, and you just kind of like looked at him like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but what's really funny is like later in the day, um, I, went to the, I went to the bathroom. Uh, it was a friend there that was watching while I went to the bathroom. And I go into the bathroom and I'm washing my hands and I turn and there's George Perez, like about to leave the bathroom. And I went, Oh my God, it's George Perez. And he turns and looks at me, he goes, Yes, I am. <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, like, what a personality. George, like I talked to him like when we when we got the book signed, and then uh, you know, the whole bathroom thing. And then there was one time after that, and he just seemed like a super, super, super nice guy. Like yeah. you, you can tell, loved what he did. You know, so there, there's, and then you just kind of like since you know his diagnosis and uh, yeah. being on Twitter, not Twitter, on not Facebook I, and posting. I didn't even know that he uh, he was like battling with it. Yeah, that's yeah. man, what a what a person to lose, mm-hmm. honestly. Him, Neil Adams. Yeah, you know, Fred Ward. Yeah, Remo. That that's that's that, that's that kick in the pants. Yeah. He, mm. he played uh, Lovecraft and. Cast a Deadly Spell, HBO. Um, 
It's a private detective. Huh. So uh, watch that. I, you, you'll like that. Oh, um, Julian Sands is in it. Mm. Bunch of it, it's it's it it's a it's a nineteen forties Hollywood and everybody uses magic. Huh. It's it's pretty cool. That is cool. I can't remember who else is in it, and I know I'm going to be mad when I look back to see who was in it. Yeah. It should be on HBO Max still. Yeah. There's one with Dennis Hopper that like I, rem- I remember seeing it, but uh, I haven't been able to find it. I'm sure if I if I search the web, I can find it. Um, but I want a good version of it. But yeah, just you know, any creators out there that you know from. They can go at any time, you know, sadly. Yeah. So didn't really want to end on a note like this, but that's okay. You know, no. we should honor, honor people that have brought us enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, much like, you know, we talked about with, uh, you know, like you, you're reading the Thrawn books that gives you enjoyment, yeah. the Kickstarters and all that, yeah. you know, uh, there is a, an add on from the Atomica that I can't wait till I get it. Mm-hmm. So I can give it to you because I got it specially, especially for you. So you're going to like it. Um, Is it a hammer and sickle hat? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, but bad, bad time you know to what? wear that hat right you now. Know, I bet you Sal would be like, uh, like Zach was talking the other day. We need to do more interviews. Like it's been a while since we've done an interview, but we've, we've wanted to do interviews, but um, the way we're recording right now, when, when we can record, um, kind of gets in the way of that, but there might be ways around it. Yeah, like if you angle uh, with, something. Yeah, people's schedules uh, changing. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, uh, when we started this, we had like kind of a real flexible schedule, and now we don't have flexible schedules. We're all kind of locked in where we're at. Uh, that's why, um, like, I was real sick last week, so that's why I didn't end up having an uh, episode. <clears throat> that's why I keep clearing my throat and your ears. Um, mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, sometimes schedules overlap and we can't record here and there. Um, we're, you know, going to get back on track to, to get the podcast back and back, you know, where, where it has been. Uh, we all love doing this. I yeah. uh, like it, it, it sucks for us when we miss an episode and yeah. it, it throws us off when we, because it, it's like, oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, for when you guys don't get an episode, like just know that it's just as disappointing for us yeah. as it is for you. Um, That's why like, you know, I never really wanted to do less than, you know, two people but from time to time there may be uh where there's just one of us and uh that's okay because you still get some content (laughs) uh but ideally we want to keep it as the three of us um and get out everything that we want because we have all kinds of plans of things we want to do but like i said uh schedules kind of kind of messes up but we we all we're all into this. We all really like it. And we have tons of ideas that we want to roll out to you. And we think everybody will enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's all free. So <laughs> I hope nobody's complaining. 
but it does it on things it does suck that when you're into something and you know you're like oh, i can't wait till next episode or yeah. the next issue or the next book and then it's like i uh, guess what delayed so oh man there's so many people that got real sad with berserk because mm. the creator died mm-hmm. and it didn't finish the uh story yeah that it's kind of fucked up though because of the fact that he died people are like no we'll never know the ending it's like he just died can you talk about the fact that he died first yeah um creators are people i'm just let you guys know that yeah um so you know they said you know illness uh can get in the way unfortunately yeah. shit it's and it's tragic i have to tell you what happened like the other day <laughs> I almost went to the hospital because of it. Oh. <laughs> so, just to let you guys know that it was uh, like me going to the hospital was on, on, uh, on deck. So, oh, yeah. but um, we do thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening in. We, we love doing this. We love doing this. We love, you know, um, I know I'm being forced to do this at gunpoint. He always is forced to do this at gunpoint. Um, we, uh, we we have his cat hostage yeah. and his dog. So, uh, and we have them in separate rooms and it's just, it's terrible. But uh, we have collaborators who uh, are helping us. Who are some of these collaborators that are helping us, Naveed? Well, well, where can they find? Where can they send the ransom? First off, they can find us at on Instagram with at lobby underscore boys underscore podcast. Uh, email us questions or the money to lobbyboyspod at gmail.com. Follow our Twitter, lobbyboyspod, or join our Facebook group, lobbyboyspodcast. And we do sometimes stream on twitch with lobby boys ztn yes our cover art was made by the ever great daniel white you can follow him on instagram or twitter with at birds in boxes he's working on something really cool right he's now working on like something he's cool. got, like what he's got going on our theme is way to go performed by nothing but stars inside you can find him on nothing but stars inside.bandcamp.com or on instagram with at nothing but stars inside yes cool um, cool music with all that being said, this has been Grand Admiral of the Empire Navid. And I am the uh, way too sick Terry. Thank you all for listening in, and we will catch you next time. Yeah, baby. Because remember, no matter where you go, you're there. Oh, no. You motherfucker. Oh, no. What have I done? Oh, no. No matter where you are. Uh, no matter where you go, no matter what. Uh-oh. No matter where you go. There, there you are. are. That worked.